This is Culture and Convictions, everybody. It's been a long time. <laughs> yes, it, it feels has. like it anyway. Yeah. I mean, this coronavirus has been sweeping all over the planet. I don't have coronavirus. I don't either. <laughs> but I'm saying, it seems like every time I turn around, somebody's talking about the flu or talking about some type of, uh, you know, sickness or something. There, it's been kind of icky, man. It's been nasty. It's been icky. And I think it's just, yeah. You know, I mean, generally we have a flu season of some kind every every year, right? Yeah. Everybody goes and runs and gets the flu shot and all that good stuff. Um, but this year, it actually, you know, got me for a couple of days. So yeah, I was down sure for did. a week. Yeah. And it was rough. I mean, I, I, like I told you, it was the worst I had felt in years. Yeah. In years. I mean, I could tell, though. I mean, it, it, it takes a lot to get you to to actually stop and slow down oh. and lay in the bed. It, it takes a whole lot to pull you down. So I knew it was pretty tough. I was, I was no good. And in the meantime, the world was turning, right? Yes. And things were going on. Uh, I had to watch... Um, the actual State of the Union from from my bed, <laughs> trying try to, to be somewhat coherent in listening to, to what President Trump was saying. But, you know, I don't I, we'd be remiss not to kind of put a bow on the mm. impeachment proceedings. Right. Yeah. Because they started with a bang and they ended with a fizzle. It yeah. just kind of with a whimper. It's like, oh, what happened? You yeah. know what I mean? So we all understand that that uh, the Democrats pushed the issue of impeachment Right. They said that there was an obstruction of Congress. There was an abuse of power. They they put forward two articles that took them, what, almost two months to pass to the Senate. And when it finally gets to the Senate, um, I think everybody was pretty sure of what was going to happen there, yeah. irrespective of w- what they tried to do. Right. And then they pulled out at the last minute the, the whole John Bolton thing. And there was going to be, you know, he was going to testify and it was just going to completely unveil all of the mischievous deeds that they uh that they attribute to president trump yeah um but not so so you know (laughs) no it wasn't it was a a waste of time it was a waste of money it was a a a waste of a whole lot of brain power um so i you know i hope they're satisfied i doubt it but Mm -hmm. i hope they're satisfied um but of course Everyone remembers that uh, this was a big deal for the Democrats, right? They they staked a lot in, in getting this impeachment done. Oh, my and, gosh, yes. And so much so that for them, it was just the fact that he was impeached. Yeah. And that was <laughs> enough. It was almost like, you know, there, take that. Yeah. Not that they could get, you know, two-thirds of the Congress to actually vote. That don't matter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't care about that. On any on on either article. No. You know, but uh, just for them, I guess it was just the the satisfaction of being able to say we did impeach the president. Mm-hmm. Check the box. Yeah. So I want to pull up a, a clip Nancy Pelosi talking about this, and and we all know that Nancy and President Trump have have been you know on Man. the outs with each other for Man. for a long time. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> there, real. There's some there's some real angst <laughs> it's real. between those two. It's gotta be. Um but I'm gonna play this clip and then we'll come back. What about though the fact that the president seems liberated? Um and this is about democratic politics, so I'm not asking you to criticize here, but he was acquitted, his poll ratings are high. There was no equipment. You can't have an acquittal unless you have a trial. And you can have a trial and you have witnesses and documents. So he can say he's acquitted and the headlines can say acquitted. But he's impeached forever, branded with that and not vindicated. And uh, even the senators were saying, yes, it wasn't right. But they didn't have the courage to act upon that. Except for? 
except for Mitt Romney, God bless him. And then the president criticized him for uh, using his faith for some, to do something he knew was wrong. How could you, well, I don't know if the person is, president is a person of faith, it's not for me to make that judgment. He criticized you about saying that you prayed said as well. I didn't pray for him, but I, I thought like if he's a person of faith, he would recognize another person of faith. And if he prayed, he would recognize that other people do, even for him. It seems. So Nancy Pelosi says that you know, if you're impeached, you're impeached forever. Mm. I mean, it's it's forever. Yeah. And and it boggles the mind. It's kind of like, why did we have a proceeding and why did we have a vote? I mean, what does the vote mean? Is the vote <laughs> meaningless altogether? <laughs> yeah, almost like, it, now how does that impeachment roll with the people who voted no uh, by the majority not to, to follow through with any of this? So their vote just meant nothing? It was just... It was just... it. Because we went through with the proceedings, uh, neither charge stuck. Neither charge was something that anybody wanted to press. Right. But yet, you were impeached and impeached forever. And I wonder also, does that same definition apply to uh, just how, uh, with great utility, they seem to pull out um, former President Bill Clinton for different things, <laughs> you know, in the, he hadn't uh, been impeached forever. Has he? <laughs> no, yes. That blue dress is a faint memory for, no, for so nobody, many. Nobody seems to remember that, that whole ordeal. So, you know, I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to start impeaching people forever, we impeach everybody that's been impeached forever, forever. Right. I, you would think so. You would think let's so. just be consistent. That's all I'm asking. That's that way I'm we all understand for. how the rules are played. Right. Yeah, Consistency and no more political theater. There, please. There you go. Please. So I had to go back to the dictionary and not just any dictionary. I was like, let me go back to the 1828 dictionary. You know what I mean? I want to know what Noah Webster had to say about Come it on. before he got diluted and, and polluted by Educate everybody me. else. Okay? Educate us. So Tell he us. says impeached means accused. Right. Just an accusation mm -hmm. charged with a crime, misdemeanor or wrong or censored. Now, what about that seems permanent? I mean, anybody can make an accusation. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it right. I mean, based on this country's politics, based on our Constitution, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. Yeah. Right. And Congress had every opportunity. The House had every opportunity to put together articles that actually would have stuck to show forth evidence that actually would have been plausible, mm -hmm. but they didn't have it. <laughs> they didn't have it. That's just at the bottom. You don't have it. Show me the money. And you said, I, I, I don't want to show you anything. I yeah. Just so the consolation is that, you know, we, we really, it's almost like she's saying, of course, this didn't work. We didn't follow through. We couldn't do it. We had nothing to pin on him, but mm -hmm. here's the consolation prize. We left a stain Oh, yeah. On his presidency and oh, on his yeah. reputation as the president. We at least did something to put a mark mm -hmm. on his time in the White House. As his coffers grew bigger and bigger and larger and larger as donations poured in during this entire <laughs> impeachment fiasco. You know what I mean? And as his approval rating starts and, going and up. And his <laughs> approval rating starts to skyrocket. It's yeah. like, this is a brilliant plan. You That's, can't make this stuff up. I'm telling you, man. So I am just, you know... I, you and I have talked about this. The, the The biggest issue that we have in this country is the polarization of Democrat versus Republican, mm. right? And I'm one of those people. Where I tell you, there's only one way, and that's and that's and that's Christ's way. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to side with whoever is closest or in the ballpark or nearest yes. that that mark. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I'm not saying that you know Democrats and Republicans both have plausible ideas that are always you know blah blah blah. No, I'm saying that we need to make a decision based on what is true. Yeah. And, the and only what's available. And what's correct. And the only person that can tell us 
or provide that umpire is Christ. He, he, he informs our decisions on that. So um, after the State of the Union, and we're not going to play any clips from the State of the Union, which was a really great address. I, I was really impressed, actually. And I'm not yeah. just saying that as a seek of, of of Trump. I thought that whoever his staff writer was and or put that together, I thought they did an honorable job in making sure that it was about the American people rather mm-hmm. than it being about tit for tat. There you or, go. Yeah. All of that kind of thing. There you, it, go. you know, I will, I will go on record and say it was probably the best I have ever heard from him. Mm-hmm. It was the most, um, I, I guess I could say it was the most self-controlled, the most disciplined delivery. And, and to be quite honest about it, all the stories of the people, the thing that I really that I really liked about it. And I've watched several of these. I mean, I've watched his, I've watched President Obama's. I would watch, I used to even watch uh, back in the day when I wasn't as into politics, but I would watch Bill Clinton's. I would watch, as a little kid, I even still quite faintly remember Ronald Reagan's. Look at you. I do. I'm serious. I I do. Because for whatever reason, it mattered to me to listen to it. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know what in the world I was listening to. Mm -hmm. but (laughs) But I wanted to listen. But anyway, I thought for him, it really was, it was probably the best speech and the best delivery, uh, everything taken together. And what I thought was just so, so, uh, just really, really moving was all of the stories mm-hmm. that were in there that night. I mean, that was some very moving stuff. And I, and I think you'd have to be, you'd have to be so dug in to your, your, um, disagreement with him, whether it be in policy or disposition, mm-hmm. uh, to look away from really some of the great things that were highlighted that night in that speech. It oh, was no doubt. really, really awesome stuff, man. No doubt. But but as in many uh, State of the Unions, you know, one side stands and claps, the other side sits, okay? Oh, my goodness. But it's always just amazing at, at the times when partisanship um, goes above and beyond, I think, just basic humanity um, or basic appreciation for um, the things that people have endured and the things that people have sacrificed, either in serving the country, because several several of the people he yeah. highlighted were, were military service members, um, border patrol agents, um, or just, you know, just kind of, I don't know, just being lackadaisical about the fact that you can't you can either be for the people or you're not for the people. But you can't <laughs> you can't sit there on, you know, rest on your laurels because you want to make a point to President Trump. Yeah. But then come out the next day and talk about how much you want to fight for people. Yeah. Because those are people up there in that booth. Yeah. You know, you and know at the mean? time, he's not shining the light on himself. He's shining a light on the people. And, and at the end of the day, it's just, you know, comporting yourself with uh, professionalism and a certain amount of. Uh, professional courtesy that you're a public servant and when people that you supposedly are serving are in the booth and they're being honored or highlighted or respected or regarded for some reason sure. you stand yourself up i'm sorry because to me i think that further they want to talk about uh the president being divisive but to me that type of imagery is divisive no doubt you know it's extremely oh, no divisive because it, it's 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 really because it's not even about him at the point at that point. Now, you can sit there in his speech all you want, like look like a bump on a log sure. <laughs> and not say anything. But when the attention is turned toward a citizen who's been regarded for their accomplishments, achievements or something done for them, that's the time for you to set that little pettiness aside. I'm trying to tell you. And when you can't, that tells me a whole lot about you. Ain't that the truth? That tells me a whole lot about you because you're an adult. I mean, these are grown people in there. That's questionable in some Very places. petulant <laughs> and petty, but mm-hmm. these are adults in there who should be deporting themselves like adults. And, and second to that, 
uh, as professionals, as professionals, and as public servants in front of the the nation. And I, I just think that kind of that kind of display is is it's long overdue to be checked because yeah. that that kind of nonsense it's, has got to go. It's sophomoric. It's like being very <laughs> being at the pep rally and, yeah. and being like, oh, she get on I mean, my we're nerves. In junior high. It. It's like, well, what are we <laughs> doing, know what guys? I'm Come on now. Yeah. So I want to I want to play a clip from a focus group that was done. Frank Luntz is a um, one of a Republican advisor, pretty much. I mean, you see him primarily on Fox, but he does these panels. Yeah. Um, so he's in Los Angeles, I believe. or No, I think he's somewhere in California, I know. Uh, and he's conducting this focus group. And so I just want to take this clip as, as, and we'll come back and talk about it, but basically to show just how I think difficult it is for some, for, for a lot of us to come outside of our political vein, mm. our political allegiance, um, and give credit. I'm not saying that I have to just be full on like I have switched my vote. Yeah. But I can at least say, you know, I can give you some credit for something that yeah, I think exactly. is reasonable. So here we go. Obamacare has been doing to throughout the medical Everyone. Okay, hold on. Hold on. You. Yeah, the general, you and I talked about this before this started. You people are rude. You're talking over each other. You're not listening to each other. You're having three or four conversations among you. You're nodding. I'm telling you the truth. Am I not? I have one question for you in general. I'm going to go back to you. Everything that Trump said, everything, just about everything he said, those of you who are Democrats in this room, dialed them down. Yeah. Even when they were showing, when they, the first time they announced that Rush Limbaugh had cancer, Democrats dialed it down. It's you, a you, propagandist. He's a human being. He's a human being. And, and, and you Republicans, everything he said, you Trump people, everything he said, you dialed it up. You're both guilty of this. You're both rejecting virtually everything. Is this just California or is this America? To the extent that I was dialing down, it was either because I did not agree with a particular policy or I did not believe what was being said yeah. as being factual and honest. So let me ask you and one I do, specific question. And I question. do think, and well, I do allow think. Allow me to ask you one but, question. But let me just but finish Allow that. me to ask you just one question. 3.5% okay. unemployment. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that's not factual? How I, do we know that? Well, let me give you the context. I believe it is factual, but it goes back to what I said earlier. What was problematic for me is that it's framed as if it is something that is a result of the policies that President Trump has so put into So you think Donald that, Trump has not had any impact on the no, economy? No, no, let me, let me, but let me have, finish, only, let me finish we, we my sentence. We have 90 seconds, ma'am, we have 90 oh, seconds. Oh, I didn't realize that. You and didn't so tell they're me talking that. I've got, to, I've got uh, what, to get this what point. What I'm saying is that the 3.5%, um, I believe it's yet. true, I know it's true, but it is also part of a trajectory that started 10 years ago. But you dialed it down. Which he does not give credit for. Black unemployment, all-time low, you dialed it down. Exactly. Hispanic unemployment, you dialed it down. These are facts, and I don't understand it, but... I, I, I'm look, 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 look here. He, look, he in the most unspontaneous... Okay, so an, an interesting dynamic. You know, when they first came in, sat down, and, and he kind of went one by one asking them about their initial impressions 
of the State of the Union. Everyone was pretty cordial sitting back, but it didn't take long <laughs> for people to start feeling like, you know what, that's just stupid. Mm. Let me tell you what I need to tell you. Yeah. And it just kind of dissolved from there. So so that's why I wanted to, to actually keep that piece of the clip because it, it is indicative, I think, of of the general kind of consensus of the country that we feel as though we have to talk over each other and we feel as though we're very much right and seated in in what we believe needs to be done um and and in a lot of cases i'm just going to be honest democrats really don't have anything to offer except to talk over Mm -hmm. so the young lady at the end is is an african-american female Mm -hmm. the prominent voice at the end now you notice how she was like well let me finish my point now, this is a focus group that's being run by Frank Luntz. So who are you <laughs> to tell him that you want to finish your point? You see what yeah. I mean? Because it, 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 it's, why, it's, it's what people feel like they need to do. They have to over-talk an issue yeah. because they really don't have a salient point to yeah. offer. Well, it goes back to the old statement, you know, that facts are stubborn things. They're stubborn things. And they, they give no account to our feelings. <laughs> they give no account to the way we want things to be. And frankly, I, I see it slightly different. You know what? I think people get involved in talking over one another because they are afraid of hearing something so cogent and sound that it proves to them that they're wrong. Uh, yeah, I agree. They don't yeah. want to hear it. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? It, it it's 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 not that they even want to be heard. It's that they 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 don't want to hear. hear that truth, that fact, that statement, that absolute that is going to put them on shaky ground when it comes to their own presuppositions. Mm-hmm. And and we're emotional. We're as, you know, we're what Jesus said we would be in the last days. One particular thing, we're without natural affection. That we we have this we have this inability seemingly now to to see beyond uh, politics and and policy and all we're seeing are we, we see red and blue. We don't longer see human beings. Right. Just like they were talking about with Rush Limbaugh and they somebody dialed that down. I mean, somebody dialed down a man being diagnosed with, with cancer. cancer. Yeah. Irregardless of whether you want to joust with him in the marketplace of ideas, mm-hmm. that's a human being. And if it were you with the diagnosis of right. cancer in the house that night, standing up in front of America, knowing the dire uh, diagnosis that it was, what would you want? Would you want people to be talking about, you know, how they disagree with you and all dial it down, let him die? Because basically, because basically dialing it down means that you've dehumanized the person. Right. Right. You, you, he is to you his sole value. Yes. He is just a representative of a political idea that I can't stand. That's correct. He is not a human. That's correct. Right. And so we have we have really we've gotten into a sticky place here. And it behooves us to really kind of pull back because that's the type of thing that's going to leave us, uh, as Dr. King said, an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind. At some, at some point, we have to be willing to listen to truth, mm-hmm. to facts, mm-hmm. to evidence, mm-hmm. not abstractions, not emotions, not hypotheticals, not hypotheticals. Yeah. Facts. facts, absolute facts. facts. And if they Empirical are Empirical evidence that we know. Yeah. And, and nobody is asking you if you're a liberal to become a, a conservative. No. Nobody's asking you if you're a Democrat to re, 
become a Republican. Nobody's asking you to just just change your what I'm saying is don't be either. Be honest. How about that? Start there. Let's 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 put <laughs> politics aside and let's become honest people. Right. Let's become people who are grounded in reality. Because when we don't do that, we end up having these issues like you're seeing on college campuses now where everybody's like, I need a safe space. Oh, and I want to be able to define that, that safe space. Once again, afraid. I, I, I do not <laughs> want to be confronted with anybody or anything that would make me feel inferior or make me feel unsure or challenged or, or, or challenged. Yeah. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't want to do don't that. Don't challenge me. So what I'm going to demand of my school, college, university, I want a safe space. I got to have it. <laughs> I mean, baby, kind of, kind of stuff is just, you know, we're not that old, you know, I'm 38 years old. I and mean, I if just, it wasn't reality, you wouldn't believe it, would I, you? If it wasn't something you could actually see, it's like, really, is this the world we live in? I can't in? imagine that on a college campus. <laughs> Having walked around on a college campus for four years, I can't imagine that. To me, that is just it. So now we're going to go back to segregation. Is that what we're saying? Because mm. that's basically what you're saying. Mm. Right. Wow. I yeah. want I want to be separate from you. Mm-hmm. I want my own space. And then when I decide to come out and play, I want you to treat me with kick gloves. Yeah. I mean, you better not look at me wrong. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if you give me a C, I'm going to swear up and down. You know, when I got that C and understanding the weather, I should have told that professor. <laughs> I should have told him. Tell him again what you got to see in, baby. I got to see in understanding the weather, and it messed up my GPA. And I was really upset about it. And you it. were you were graduating. I mean, you were what, what was your you graduated? Uh, Magna cum laude. Yeah, yeah. Magna yeah. cum laude. Yeah. And you made a sin if it were not for that. Darn. That Charlie. Oh. <laughs> that C. And understanding the weather. Well, anyway, I don't. Now, wanna, I could have went up to that to that to that white professor. You had an argument, said, babe. You I had a grievance. Said, I mean, when have I, as a black person, ever needed to understand the weather? <laughs> I'm simply trying to understand how I can survive as a black woman in a predominantly white school. Yeah, you could have really, really just I really, I you could have vamped. I could have used you could've it. You could have been like, look, I'm a black person in Dad, America. I'm, I live in a storm. I'm, what do you mean about I'm understanding trying to tell the weather? You, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I could have just, we could have played that up to the hill, and I could have got oh, me at least man. a B. At least a B. But I, you know. I missed that opportunity, I'm telling you. So I want to I want to play another video. I know it seems like it's video heavy today. But nah, some of these things you people have need to, to hear. hear it. You they need to, to see it. this is real. This is reality, folks. This is real life. This is where everybody's living today. This stuff is. Not making this stuff up. It's wild, man. So we're talking about safe places. OK, safe spaces for these for these folks out there. And uh, interesting story. So this so this young black African-American woman is addressing people. And I want I want you to hear her language. And then we're going to come back and talk about it. Public service announcement. Excuse me. If y'all didn't know, this is the MSC. And frankly, there's just too many white people in here and this is a space for people of color so just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us pocs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here it's only been open for four days and frankly there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at and there's very few spaces for us so keep that in mind thank you Really? Jeez Louise, uh, what are man. these kids going to do in the real world? What are they are they going to live in a bubble? I mean, you're going to carry your own bubble and your own comfort dog or or your own comfort pony. Your own beanbag, whatever your own you need. Plushie. I'm trying to tell you. You got your little lovey with you cuz you can't <laughs> handle 
you can't hand there's too many white people i mean this this what she say this space was just opened and you can go anywhere on campus and and we pocs now we're pocs pocs now now we got acronyms yeah lgbtqs pocs can't keep up with it <laughs> too can. many letters too many it's it's very confusing I'm telling you man very confusing but the fact that she actually got claps and support after something therein that was lies so the disappointing <laughs> aspect of the entire video i'm telling you <laughs> The the absolute uh, lack of actual intellectual courage <laughs> to say shut up <laughs> like Ron on <laughs> different world. Remember what he used to say? Yeah, shut up. Well, a, a, a good well placed shut up might might have been oh, welcome been there, excellent. but but uh, you know more than anything, you know nobody's trying to be insensitive to people, but you can't walk around uh, imposing these unwritten unspoken laws on people <laughs> because i mean if, if that's not if that's not segregation I'm i don't know you. what is yeah i mean it's for coloreds only for pocs only and are you going to be able to then recreate these safe spaces on your job <laughs> they're gonna work from home <laughs> yeah i mean if you got i mean i mean clearly there's your safe space clearly. now if you really want a safe space you can go home right clearly but if I just don't, I don't understand why more than anything, I, I, I could care less about what people are doing. I don't understand why we're sitting back and we're allowing mm -hmm. such things to be promoted in our, on our college campuses. Because these are places for, this is supposed to be for higher learning, man. And we're, we're sitting here allowing people that is, that's got to be the most asinine thing I have ever heard and let me tell you why it flips everything on its head because because what we've been told as we live in a racist uh backward society that uh that cannot outrun its racial past mm. right and yet this young lady this black young lady can get up and say i want you white folks out of here there's too many of you right and if any white person in that in that room had stood up and said, you got to be out your mind. I pay tuition here. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Right? They would have been on every oh, yeah. <laughs> CNN, MSNBC. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Right? Insensitive. I'm telling racist. you. Oh, Entitled. Incendiary. I'm telling you. Oh. So it, it tells you everything about what, what's going on. Because the, the, the scales have been tipped. And I don't care what they try to tell you. The scales have been tipped mm -hmm. because now as, as black native American, it doesn't matter any person of color truly. And if you, and especially if you're, if you're transgender, if you're, yeah. if you're lesbian, gay, Oh my gosh, yeah. let somebody try to step to you wrong. Let somebody try to call you out. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? People are going to, people are going to assume automatically, well, who is the person in the position of power? I mean, you can't right. even you can't even call people by their biological pronoun. Can't do it. No, you can't. You know, and if that's not uh, leverage, I don't know what is that I can't call a woman a she. Now, biologically, I didn't decide to call her a she. <laughs> no. You know, I didn't decide anything about that. That was decided biologically. That mm -hmm. was decided by nature, and so I have to go with what is more preferable to the person. That's that's the type of tyranny. Mm -hmm. And the type of control and the type of bullying. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to talk about bullying. And they only want to talk about it in one direction, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and many times uh, w when the facts come out, many times it's not even bullying.
But this is the bullying that we're dealing with. It's an ideological bullying where, where we're having to we're having to conform to people's wishes. And how can you do that? And I mean, preferences. If, if you have to if you have to basically step out of your house and walk on eggshells with everyone that you interact yeah. with because you have no idea where they are emotionally, creates spiritually, a lot of unity, doesn't it? Mentally, I'm telling you. <laughs> no. And that's why, you know, I, I thought about it and I was like, truly, division is the new diversity. Yeah. Because for it seems as though the only thing we want to talk about is how we can keep people away from other people. Mm. Stay out of our lives. Stay out of this. A uh, woman's right. Stay out of a woman's uh, womb. Stay out of this, that or the other. But it's all it's all centered around dividing people and keeping them so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like we've talked about when it comes to marriage, yeah. when there's no communication, there's a lot of assumptions that are being oh, that gosh. are being built. Right. Yeah. People are sitting back thinking, well, you know, he don't like me no way. I don't even know why oh, he yeah. married me. You're right? interpreting all kinds of things oh, in your yeah, head. The devil yeah. is busy. I yeah. mean, he's got plenty to say to you. Yes. And it's no different than in these contexts that as we as we begin to, to drift further and further apart, our assumptions become larger and larger. Right. That the other side hates me, doesn't like me, can't stand me, wouldn't wouldn't even put up with me, can't even look at me. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, yeah. there, there is there is so much disinformation in this information age that mm. no wonder, no wonder people don't know if they're coming or going. <laughs> That's very I true. mean, really, no wonder they don't oh, yeah. know where to stand or where to where to do anything except they get on Twitter or except they get on Instagram or except they hear it from their favorite celebrity and yeah. they say, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. That works. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and what I what I really dislike about it all is just the kind of the the tribal the tribalism mm-hmm. kind of like we're no longer we're just no longer individuals anymore everybody's no different than she can come up with an acronym and say poc or people of color and and uh the lgbtqs then you've got um even uh, whether, whether it's on right or left side of the line everybody's huddling in these groups mm-hmm. and everybody's company coalescing behind these 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 uh, group names and group identity sure. and uh it can only lead to a tremendous amount of, of tribal warfare. And personalities. And territorialism. Notice that. And personalities, right? Oh, yeah. It's not just that we are a community of people. No, we have at least one outspoken member that is the guy or the oh, girl yeah. that leads us to the promised land. Sure. And and really, that is, you're, you're so right that that is the issue. What we need to be talking about is individual freedom, individual right to to make a decision, critically think about something, and come to a conclusion. But we don't critically think about anything anymore. And see, that's the thing. You know, being an individual requires a lot more of you. It requires so much It's very easy uh, for me if, if, if I'm... If I'm a little insecure, if I'm, a, uh, if I'm doubting myself, if I'm just slightly feeling not up to the task of living in this world, to find a group of, of like-minded people and find one in there that's really a good loud mouth who kind of who kind of speaks for, you know, people who think like me. And I can kind of, you know, uh, blend into that group mm-hmm. and just just lose my identity into the group rather than to be an individual, because being an individual means, first of all, like you said, I'm going to have to engage in critical thinking. I'm going to have to have some courage. Yes. Which is like, where is it? Right. In this day and age, I'm going to have to have the ability to stand on my own two feet, know what I believe, why I believe it, 
and be willing to stand in the pocket. And if I can't do that, then it becomes very tempting to gravitate to a group That's so true. rather than standing on your own foot. And I think that in this generation that, that we are weaker, mm-hmm. we may be wiser in terms of innovation and technology and all of these different gadgets and gadgets that we have, Man. but we're weaker in constitution. That's so true. And, and because of it, we find safety in groups. And so everybody's trying to huddle into their little tribe and, mm-hmm. and throw their little catapults, that little catapult rocks over to the other one and sure. bomb that one. And they're going to throw over here and bomb the other. And it's about being an individual. And that's why I said earlier, you know, look, it's not about you going from left to right or right to left or a Republican or Democrat. It's about you being honest. Right. Can you stand on your own two feet and be honest? And, and to receive someone's critique or yes. receive someone's point of view and say, let me go look that up. And deal with truth. <laughs> yeah. And deal let, in let truth. Let me go find out if that's true. And handle it. Let me go read a book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And, and not be afraid to find out you've I been wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how any person can truly develop intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, or otherwise hmm. that is not open to being found wrong Mm -hmm. because none of us come here with all the right downloaded in us, (laughs) you know, none of us come here with it all fixed and put together. And so whether it be politics, whether it be whatever we're dealing with in the public square, we've got to be open to being wrong. And now we're so touchy. We're so fretful. We're so easily provoked. We're so emotional we're we're constantly like we're we're like people who have been bruised that that we just we're constantly just on a on a on a razor's edge to try and defend you know our hurts and our insecurities and that we don't we don't listen we don't think through a matter we simply <laughs> feel yeah, right you you ask a person what do you think about this and they're going to tell you how they feel about it mm-hmm. they're not going to tell you what they think mm-hmm. because thinking requires too much more mm-hmm. it is much easier to feel and you know i was thinking about what you're saying cuz it's so true and something that i noticed even in in my schooling it seemed like we went away from individual assignments and everything became group based uh and you know how that goes. I mean, this yeah. is why socialism doesn't work, right? Because when you get in a group, mm-hmm. you're going to have two or three people in the group that say, okay, I'm going to commit. I'm going to do my part. Just, you got to keep them awake. Thank you. <laughs> and somebody's going to be super lazy and say, well, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm Y'all busy. go ahead, man. Y'all yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I got some issues at home. I ain't got time. But go ahead and put my name on it, though. Right? Because yeah. I want to go ahead and get the same grade that you're going to get. <laughs> and again, people, this is the problem with socialism. Because yeah. this idea of democratic socialism is a is a myth. Mm. It, 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 is it is an absolute myth. Yeah. It does not work. I don't care who it is. I don't care who comes out and tells you that they have a plan. They have a plan to spend your money. That's it. Okay? And That's eventually, it. your money is going to run out. Yes. I mean, when they want to tax 50% of everything that you're making, and you're only making... $35,000 a year. I mean, you know, do the math. You're mm. better off today. It's like, well, <laughs> I'm just going to pay the tax rate at today. What am I talking about? No doubt. But anyway, I digress. My whole point is that it, it starts even in our educational system. Yeah. That no they, are teaching, it, they are teaching kids, they are teaching these college students that, oh, you have to do these group projects and you have to learn how to work together and do this together. And truly what it does, it, it, it limits and it inhibits personal ingenuity, personal individual want to succeed mm-hmm. because you get into that group environment and you're like, well, shoot, if the three of y'all ain't going to do nothing, why am I sitting over here sweating bullets? You, yeah. you see what I mean? Or I'm going to be the person that is sweating the bullets, getting the grade for the, for the three that don't want to do anything. Mm. 
And that's exactly what we have today that, you know, people just people hide in groups, people find their solace there because it requires nothing of them except to say what he said. Yeah, I I just agree with I agree with this one. (laughs) And and like I said, I'm just not I'm very cautious about it on either side as well. Oh, no doubt. You know, and that's even speaking for people. And look, look, I am a Christian man. My faith informs my worldview. And so therefore, when I vote, I'm going to fall on the side of the conservative side of the ledger. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. It just is what it is. However, in being a conservative, true to true to true to the to the heart about it, at the same time, I am not for this this tribalism because I think it, it sooner or later, you know, politics ebbs and flows anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 neither party is perfect. Neither party is going to dot every I and cross every T. But if we don't get some uh, a level of courage about ourselves to be critical thinkers and be individuals, and to stand for things, uh, you know, based on principle, and not based on uh, popularity, uh, based on the number of voices repeating it, uh, that you know, I only believe what has been demonstrably proven to be true. I don't believe what's been repeated at nauseum mm-hmm. just because something's been repeated doesn't make it true doesn't at all. Make it true. I, I learned to think through matters. If we don't get there, we become sitting ducks for the most charismatic demagogue. Yes. Right. Yes. And from whatever ranks they arise from, oh, yeah. you know, whether it's in politics or in, 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 in arts area. and entertainment, yeah. wherever it is, they rise up and they scream loud, they're charismatic. And they thing, you know, we're sitting up reconsidering and feeling mm-hmm. once again, Instead of thinking through that, you know, to remain in liberty and freedom, it requires vigilance. It requires critical thinking, man. And, and it's and it's just sad to see what we're kind of morphing into. And I think a lot of that, you know, if we're that young lady in the clip from the focus group was talking about giving credit to um, the previous administration. And I think if we're going to give any type of credit to um president obama's administration i think we i think we certainly can say they did a lot to divide the country they did a lot to to point out our differences certainly Mm -hmm. to spend a lot of time talking about um black and white right having beer summits and 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 the rest Mm -hmm. um my that could have been my son drayvon you know looks like me i I think it created what what's come to seed in Donald Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. And I think the the aspersions that they cast to Donald Trump saying he's a racist, uh, he's a neo-fascist, he's a gangster, he's all of these things um, comes out of the fact that that's what we had in the White House for eight years. Mm. And no one could say that because no. there was something called skin. Yeah. And skin color. The shield of race. Absolutely. That made it. I mean, you know, you that was you just couldn't get through that. No. And no one was going to step up and, and say anything. There were a few, no doubt. But but for the most part, by and large, people were, were eerily silent about mm. the kind of pot stirring that mm. we endured for eight years. Yeah. I, and it was it, it was really. It's just really interesting to see um, that. The left, uh, to me, just as you're saying, they're accusing the right and conservatives and Trump supporters or whatever, it seems like sometimes they kind of clump them into different categories. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if you wear a MAGA hat, you're just a Trumper. And, and if you, you know, but at the end, uh, anyway, but they seem to be, they seem to forget 
that a lot of what they're getting back from people who are are out there. There are some rebel rousers out there, no doubt. you know, who stir up, who, who like to stir the pot on the right. There are no doubt, but it's in response. They're not spiking the ball any harder than there were liberals and Democrats under president Obama. I'm telling you, they're not doing anything different. As a matter of fact, uh, it could be argued. And I believe one that the liberals were much more violent in their, their, uh, their expressions on campuses and in the streets and at rallies, sure. you don't see conservatives just doing a lot. Of, I mean, when you've got um, actors having to make up an attack, uh, it must be pretty slim pickings out there for conservatives really beating up on people. Mm. You know, mm. it's just that it, nobody wants to take ownership of the fact that there was a lot of I mean, there was just a whole lot of uh, a real antagonistic things said and done. During the Obama White House. It it just was. And President Obama was a president. I prayed for him. I prayed for his family. I wish no ill upon him. I prayed for his success as a president. But at the same time, once again, this is not about being right or left. It's Mm -hmm. about being honest. Mm -hmm. It's about telling the truth. And at the end of the day, there were things said, there were things done that alienated a large part of the United States of America. Oh, no doubt. When you when you talk about people clinging to their guns and their religion, oh, yeah. when you're going in places covering up the name of Jesus before you give your speech, when you're when when you're making these types of moves as the pres- president of of the United States and as the leader of the free world, mm-hmm. you're alienating people. Sure. You're pushing people aside. You're telling people that that their their perspective, their beliefs, their values really don't matter to you. You know what is best for America, and you will do that right. so now that you have the power to do so. And I think it carries over so that when now President Trump becomes president of the United States, all of those alienated people, all of those people you spiked the ball on, all of those people that you talked about clinging to their guns and their religion, all of them come out and say, now what? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's it's the natural response if you're going to put it out there it's going to come back and that's why i say there has to be a an effort made for people to come back to not the middle believe what you believe stand on your value but but we've got to come back to being honest and having some intellectual honesty about things thinking things through and 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 really you know like we've talked about the the issue surrounding the eight years that we had under president obama was because of the symbolism that he brought to the table. Yeah. It really wasn't because of any substantive issues that he tackled for black people. Yeah. I mean, truly, there's there's nothing that they probably can tr- can point to and say, boy, wasn't that a win? Yeah. As much as it was that we could say, well, f- who would have thought? It happened in my time, you know what I mean? And that, that's wonderful, that's great. But but what it has led to, I think, is it it has emboldened I think those who do take it to the extreme mm-hmm. and those that, that do want to antagonize. Yeah. And that's why you hear so much now. People are so free to just say, like I said, in, just in that video, well, you white people, you know, it's too many of y'all. Yeah. Right? And I mean, just to even talk that way yeah. to me is, is, is demeaning. It's, it's disrespectful. It is discriminatory. It, it, but if, you if someone would have done that to her, Oh yeah, you know, at this time, oh my gosh, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. They they would have been expelled. Six o'clock. They would have been, been. I'm telling you, it would have been national news. No telling what what would have happened. So I I just really, 
like you said, honey, it, it, it is about it is about being intellectually honest. And I see a lot of people on, on Instagram and I see a lot of videos where I feel like, man, that's just that's altogether just wrong. <laughs> and it and it leads people down down these paths of, of just complete they're just seek offense. They just they they're oh, yeah. true believers. Yeah. And they don't even know why. Hmm. Except that, you know, we're all in this together. You know what I mean? I got my buddies and we're ready to rally and, and, and <laughs> you know, camp out and do what we have to do. Um, and all of that youthful angst and youthful energy is wonderful, but it's it's sorely misplaced because because truthfully, people are not willing, like we said, to go to go to the library and say, OK, if I'm going to pull out Mein Kampf, then let me pull out pull out the opposite as well let me read both yeah right let me get a, a clear picture of, of both sides of yeah what and history. then and then let me look at reality because Correct. this is the thing there's nothing new under the sun no right you take for example we're sitting here talking about socialism in this country we got a democratic socialist running mm-hmm. for office of the presidency and bernie sanders we're talking about socialism we're talking about an idea that has been around a long time and has been tried. Hasn't has not worked. Like nah. It's no, not we're, we're not talking about. You know what I mean? It's like we're treating things like, man, this is a this is. Like it's let's a listen to yeah. <laughs> let's listen to Bernie. What he's talking about this socialism thing. What is oh, he yeah. saying? You know, this is this is. Let's let's listen to him. Let's hear him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is old people. This it's has old. been tried. This has empirical evidence. This has a history of performance. I'm trying to tell you. So why are we sitting here acting as though? We are then the the wonder people who will be able to pull it off. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 that speaks to the amount of hubris and pride that exactly. has been cultivated in our postmodern world that we really think in some kind of way we're different people. <laughs> like in 2020, our brains, our ingenuity, our intelligence, we could do this. I'm telling you. You know, it failed back then because it was Stalin. It was, it <laughs> or, was Hugo Chavez. It was Hugo Chavez. It was this person. Or that. It failed because it was, you know, the communi- communism failed because of the communists. They weren't us, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Even though we're borrowing their idea. No doubt. But it, it becomes just absolutely crazy. And if we don't want to look at the past, then let's just look at it from a basic economic standpoint. Because if you go to Bernie Sa- Sanders' website and you see all the things that he wants to pay for, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, college for everybody. I mean, he's handing out everything to everyone as though money is literally growing on trees. Nobody in their right mind believes any of that. They can't. It's possible. He cannot pay for it. He cannot pay for it. It's I've, impossible. I, I, I've, I've often said this, and I've said it before in conversation. I don't believe a person can truly believe in socialism except for three reasons. Number one. They feel pretty good about their ability to isolate themselves from the drama that's going to follow it. True. Right? True. <laughs> Number two, they're doing it in spite. It's just the fact that, you know what? I'm a rebel with the, without a, a cause. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, without a cause, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, or, number three, you're an intellectual. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, <laughs> all you deal with and deal in is just ideas. ideas. Whether they work or not, that doesn't concern you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're a pure intellectual, okay. right? You know, and at the end of the day, if you don't fall into those three categories, I don't say anybody could take that kind of stuff seriously. Because if you live every day, if you have children that you have to feed and clothe, if you're sitting here having to budget money to be able to 
to afford a mortgage or a car payment and you're moving in the world and God knows if you're a business owner and you've started some type of entrepreneurial work, you understand that there is no such thing as free or no such thing as something for all. Can I can I just read a couple of these though? And I and I've already said something. Do you really want to do that? But Medicare for all, Green New Deal, college for all, uh housing for all. For all, for all, for all, justice and safety for all, eliminating medical debt, tax on extreme wealth. And, and you know, you and I have, I have talked about this. Uh, who gets to determine what's extreme? <laughs> I mean, I understand that what you're trying to tell me now is just, just the top 1%. But mm-hmm. eventually, with all of these programs that you have, it's going to be the top 25, 30%, 50%. Oh, I mean, eventually, yeah. because you're going to run out of money. Yeah. You just can't give out a dollar here and a dollar there and it not add up. Yeah. And see, that's the deception of it all. Because when you say the extremely wealthy, that creates an image in people's heads mm. of people dressed in Versace from top to bottom, living in a huge mansion, driving a Rolls Royce. That's right. 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 But in reality, that that wealthy, those wealthy people come much, much closer to where you live. Yes, they do. <laughs> you know, because at the end of the day, you run out of other people's money. And they know how to hide their money. Exactly. They, they have a whole lot more places to hide their money than I do. Exactly. So the government ain't going to go sniffing around trying to get all that Please. stuff. Because guess what? Bernie Sanders has three houses of his own. So I the mean, rich really. do not stand still. No, they do not. And allow you to just shear them like sheep. No, they're not. They're not not going to do that. And so the burden is going to keep falling further and further down the financial tier Mm -hmm. to people who look a whole lot like you and me. I'm telling you. And small business owners. You want to put production, what does it say? Um, Production into the hands of the people. I'm like, there's people that I don't even like handling my sandwich at Schlotzky's. <laughs> so I definitely do not want to put anything more in their hands than what they are oh, what they are man. currently handling. Oh, man. And who gets to determine who, I mean, you know. There's, Help us, God. There, it, that's a Help scary us. proposition. And, I, and I've seen Cornell West came out and, and he's supporting Bernie Sanders. Brother, Brother Sanders is, you know, he's been doing this all his life and yada, yada. It is, it is tomfoolery gone to see and it, it's amazing to me because they sit there and i've heard several people say that you know that bernie sanders has been consistent mm-hmm. as if consistency <laughs> uh absolves one from being wrong that's right as long as you're consistently wrong then you know you're all right you're all me. right yeah like like consistency in other <laughs> words just kind of changes what wrong is I'm you. <laughs> you've been consistent By you've, been a, you've been wrong <laughs> but you, you've been consistent <laughs> And I'm sorry, but it's just comical. It's comical, but these are these are the days of our lives, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and this is what we're living in, and this is why it's important for us to do our due diligence, man, to really, really uh, sharpen our discernment. Yeah. And and the way to do that is, of course, number one, you know, your relationship with God. That's first and foremost. I mean, everything flows from that first. Sure. But second of all. We've got to be, once again, not afraid to research and find out if we're wrong. We got to be. We, we've got to stop all of this hubris, man, all this pride and this, this touchiness where people are just I tell you. locked away and they're, and they're living under so much mental angst. No wonder we have a mental health crisis because people are living in a chaotic state of mind. Mm-hmm. And, it's not, and it's not from just diagnosis. It is just they are, they're sitting up entertaining so many voices Yes. And so much and so many little pieces of information 
I, I, you know, it's like, bites. it's like we don't we don't know anything anymore. Mm-mm. We've only got pieces of stuff. It's like it's like a person whose diet totally consists of snacking. Mm-hmm. Like they never eat a real meal. Right. They just nibble and snack just a bag of this and, and a bag of that and a mm-hmm. canister of this and, and a canister and of a that. Mountain Dew. Yeah, and a Mountain Dew. And I'm <laughs> on my way. And that Mountain Dew gives me that that pep in my step to feel like I can do anything. No, you can't. (laughs) And you won't. And it's like we're just snacking away. We're eating pieces of everything without really, truly and fully knowing Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. And that's where it behooves us to really pump the brakes, get off the gas, slow down, come out of all of this emotionalism, this tribalism, these factions and divisions. Stop being mad at your your family members for the president. You don't even know these people. And you mad at somebody that raised you. (laughs) <laughs> right? I'm serious. People are doing this in their families. I they're know. they're split up all over the place over stupid stuff. Mm. And get back to square one. What's yeah. honest? And and let's let's do ourselves a favor, like and I've said this before. Let's let's become civically educated. Yes. And, and understand how this process works. Because this idea that, you know, we just have to go out and, and vote people out is 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 not where you that's that's not how you make a decision. You don't make a decision just trying to, to, you know, cut somebody out of the process because you don't like him. He's too orange. He's too this. You don't like his <laughs> hair. Whatever your issue is. I yeah. mean, I mean, really. Yeah. The, the, the things that I've seen on Twitter and other places are just, they're comical. Because I'm like, look, you go to work with people every day that you don't like. I yeah. mean, you know, we all do that. But, but I, I really, I want people to understand, especially, especially African-Americans who I, I seem to be kind of curving behind this Bernie Sanders train Mm -hmm. to understand that you are not going to be any better off Mm -hmm. under a Bernie Sanders presidency. I mean, if you thought that you didn't get nothing from Barack Obama's presidency, Mm -hmm. then get ready, get ready because there is nothing for you on that side of socialism, but, but continued poverty continued struggle you're not going to be able to have economic growth because you're not going to be able to be educated. There's not going to be any money for that. Mm. If he's paying off everybody's college, when's your baby going to go to school? Yeah. I mean, exactly. really. It's just so, yeah, I get pretty passionate about that because that socialism thing is just, come on, people. I mean, that's just basic. Come on, God. You would think we would already know by now. I mean, with the, with the record of history and the record that history has given us about socialism, but... Hey, we're still here. We're still talking about it. Listen, we want you to chime in. Tell us what you think about some of the subjects and the topics that we've been talking about here on Culture and Convictions. Look, we we, we love talking about these things because we feel like these conversations are important. We've got to start having conversations. That That's another. Whatever happened to conversations? No more shouting matches. Conversations, people. Let's talk. Let's ask questions. Let's think critically let's about listen. these things. And let's listen to one another. That's what we exist to do, and we want to try to start so thank you guys for tuning in share this podcast with your family your friends or any person you believe might be interested in this type of dialogue Uh, we love you god bless you guys until we see you again